Welcome to the Revision Path Podcast, the showcase of the world's black graphic designers, web designers, and web developers. I'm Maurice Cherry, and before I get into this week's interview, I wanted to thank all of you who entered the iPad Mini and Apple TV giveaway that we had going on last month. Everyone who's entered will receive an email letting them know about the winner, so just hang tight on that. I also wanted to thank Go Media. If you remember, we featured their new book, Drawn to Business, for a crazy discounted price a few days ago, so I hope you were able to pick that up. This week, I talked with Stephen Topsy, a Los Angeles-based programmer. Here we go. Okay, so uh, tell us who you are and what you do. I'm Stephen Topsy. I'm 32 years old. I'm a graphic designer and web designer and also a programmer. And I've been doing that since I was about 15 years old. Okay, so you're kind of a hybrid designer developer. Is there any one in particular that you sort of sway more towards? I prefer to do actually prefer to do programming more than more than I do design. But for for what I, my ultimate goal, the two are sort of need to be married because I like to do um, uh, interfaces for mm-hmm. uh, like front end interfaces for even um, applications or websites, and so the two really go hand in hand for me for for where I'm you know trying to get. Mm-hmm. So, um, but. I wouldn't say that one is more important than the other. I mean, design is definitely important as- an important aspect of what I do in terms of um, working on front-end systems. But um, I like coding a lot better than I do uh, design, even though I love design. I, uh, but I love, I love being mixed in the code. And there's design in code as well. Right. Uh, so. What, uh, what programming languages are you working with mostly? PHP is like my rock. Like any any web any web developer would tell you, PHP is is, is pretty much the, the the rock of where you are. But of course, HTML, CSS, uh, JavaScript, Java. I'm also learning um, um, Objective C right now, and I may go into learning SharePoint for some um, some future applications. But right right now, PHP heavily, HTML, CSS. And uh, Java and Objective C are the main ones that are in my repertoire. Okay. Yeah, I, from what I remember, uh, you're kind of more of like an iOS Apple head, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I see a lot of opportunity uh, with the iOS platform, but learning Java actually actually puts me in the right place to develop for Android as well. So I would say I'm open, as far as development, I'm open for both. And as a user, as far as being a user, I prefer to use iOS. <laughs> okay. Uh, outside of uh, work, are there any sort of other projects that you're working on, like any personal projects? Yeah, I have one project that I can't say too much about, but I'm working with another uh, uh, entrepreneur, entrepreneur friend of mine. Uh, it's, a, it's a Java-based project we're doing, uh, basically, um, we're making a CMS system for uh, for uh, a slew of college, local colleges. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, it's going to be used to uh, to manage their students. Uh, basically, it's a, it's, a, it's a system that will manage taking their, their students from student status into employee status. We help them find gonna, this program is going to help them find jobs and keep keep track of um, what's available in the community for them while they're in school. So that's a perfect um, Other than that, that's about that's about it for now outside of work. Okay. Uh, let's talk a little bit about sort of you know who some of your 
your influences were? Did you have any sort of mentors that helped you along the way as you got started with programming and with design? I had a, a professor in high school, and when I was in 10th grade, Professor Sheus, he um, was a big, big help for me in terms of, of um, my design, my design knowledge and my design skills. Because basically, he was a history teacher, but he allowed me to use his computer to to do whatever I wanted, so long as I got my work done. So I would go to class with him get my work done, and then use my free time to start working on um, hyperstack programs, which were the first, which was my first foray into the web design, really. So I would, I would give him a lot of credit because he, he allowed me freedom to, to get on the computer and start exploring. So I, I was a high school teacher, was a big mentor of mine. Okay. Are, are there any designers or developers out there that you sort of look at now for mentors or for, like, inspiration, that kind of thing? There is a, uh, and I can't remember his name, but you remember the designer that um, that kind of gained garnered fame during the Obama campaign in 2008 for doing the the famous Obama poster. Uh, Shepard Perry. There you go. I, 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 I like his story very a lot because he uh, seemed to sort of make a name for himself, starting off really small, mm-hmm. and basically got 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 himself into a good place pretty early on, and does good work. So. I, I like what he does. How do you keep uh, motivated and inspired with what you do? Because it sounds like you you say you're doing some design, some programming, it kind of all kind of marries together. Uh, how does that? How do you sort of keep going with that? Well, one of the one of the one of my favorite things to do is something I actually learned a, a long time ago as well, uh, which is to keep a portfolio of uh, interesting things that I find. So. I'll, if I find a magazine article or a an ad or a business card or anything that I that I think is um, inspirational in terms of how it looks, the design, the concept, I'll keep it and I have it stored in a portfolio. I actually have a portfolio from years back uh, that just contains all kinds of uh, things that I've saw that have captured my captured my mind along the way. And whenever I need inspiration, I'll go visiting through that and, and pull up some ideas. Now, now, sort of, that's morphed into more, more, um, more to, more into an electronic space. So now, I do screenshots of websites. I'll do, um, you know, um, basically any any sort of. I take pictures of my iPhone all the time of things that I, that I think are are well looking. Even screenshots of, of applications that are that have been interface designed, and I'll save those, save those as part of my portfolio. So when I need inspiration, I go clicking through there. The other thing I do is um, is I go to meetups in the in the community. There's a lot of meetups around LA mm-hmm. uh, for graphic designers, and, and um, so it's really interesting, really easy to go out and uh, talk to other people about what you need or what you're working on. And so whenever I get stumped, uh, going to those meetups almost always helps me because there's just a lot of good ideas out there. What uh, What are the names of some of those meetups? So if you go to um, meet up well, one of the groups that I'm a part of is uh, AIGALA okay. that's the American Institute for Graphic Arts and in the LA wing uh, uh, it's pretty big they do all kinds of events throughout, throughout the year and um, so that would be that would probably be the biggest one of, of all the ones but then some of the other meetups uh, from meetups.com are like uh, 
There's one that I go to called Triple LA. Okay. And that one is is heavily based about about um, Drupal, but it is design based as well because um, a lot of how you approach your projects or Drupal based projects anyway, uh, you have to sort of have a um, a goal in mind. And so going to those meetups there um, help you organize uh, conceptually how you want to approach the project, and that, so that that's very helpful for me there as well. Okay. Uh, so aside from the, the meetups, that's actually something I was going to ask, but uh, have you been to any sort of like development or design conferences or hackathons or things like that? No, but I was considering going to, there's a DrupalCon. I'm a big Drupal developer. You'll hear me say Drupal a lot. Okay. Um, there's, there's, a, there's a DrupalCon uh, that's coming up next year that I was considering going. That was going to be my first major um, conference that I've gone to outside of LA, um, KIGA LA. Again, that one's every year. I'm not, I assume that one, but, um, DrupalCon is the first one that I've had been considering going to in quite a while. And where's the one next year? Is it in LA or is it somewhere else? No, it's in Chicago, I believe. Last, at least last, the last time I looked up, it was in Chicago. I'll have to, um, verify. Okay. If it's, if it's in Chicago, you should meet up with Frederick Mitchell, who is someone else that I interviewed for Revision Path. He's a big uh, Drupal person. He's spoken at a few Drupal cons. Uh, you should, if, you, if it's in Chicago and you're able to go, you should you should meet up with him. I'll I'll exchange that information so you can meet up with him. But he oh, did, he does a lot of stuff with uh, with Drupal. That would be great. Yeah, I love I love meeting um, other Drupal guys. That's, you know, it's a it's a community within a community, really. So. Yeah, that'd be great. So you say you kind of started out with uh, with design and stuff in high school with this with mm-hmm. this uh, teacher that you mentioned. What was kind of your big uh, like aha moment when it came to design or it came to programming, where you realized, you know, I understand this, I get this, this is what I want to do. So on on that teacher's computer, he had a program called Hyper Studio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hyper Studio was a Mac Mac based program that allowed you to put together um, these interactive uh, programs, basically, uh, called hypercars. And basically, um, it, it presented itself, it was sort of, I guess you would call it, sort of say it was the presentation software before PowerPoint became really big. Mm-hmm. But it was much more um, robust and professional in terms of uh, what you could do uh, so long as you were willing to learn how to code. And... Um, I was at, at the time, I was a huge fan of Aaliyah, I still am. <laughs> and, uh, so I had, I had projects that I wanted to work on for class where we had to take a musician and, 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 um, and, uh, showcase the musician. So I used Hyper, I used Hyper Studio. I went in and I collected all of these pictures of, of her and uh, performances and information, background information. And I put them together in Hyper Studio and made this, made an interactive, um, Presentation all about her, and it was really cool because you could, based on you could, you could uh, program it to um, advance to certain cards at certain times, or you can put buttons and interface elements in there. And so it was really cool because you can jump around and and get to certain parts and and interact with the with the program. And once I once I completed that, I got so many compliments on how well it looked, but also how well it was how well it functioned mm-hmm. that I thought. There was something there for me. That was pretty much my spark. 
Uh, what's aside from the, the project you mentioned earlier? Is there anything that you've just been working on for fun? For fun, yeah. Um, I do a lot of a lot of little odds and ends projects for fun. Uh, nothing really, um, nothing really that you would know of. It's all personal stuff. But um, I have a a um, a little interactive, um, um, I guess I would say showcase that I've made on my computer, mm-hmm. which basically takes um, all of the all of the music that I have, scours the uh, the MP3 tags for the for the um, artist and then pulls down Google searches and pulls down um, images for the artist so I can have a gallery of images for all the all of the musicians whose music I have on my computer. Uh-huh. That's a that's a little fun project I did. It's kinda of cool, but that's about it really. Oh nice. So it kind yeah. of it sounds sort of like um what's that program? Music Brain, I think is what it's called, something similar to that. I think it's no, heard of I think it does something similar to that where it looks at the the ID3 tags and the MP3s, and it can pull up like web page information and stuff. I think it's something like that. I, I haven't used Music yeah. Brain in a few years, so it might it might be a little yeah. different, but um, some, I think it's something like that. Yeah. Yeah. If you weren't uh, programming and designing, like what would you be doing? What would you sort of fall back on, I guess? Uh, on purpose or, or sort of what opportunities? present themselves to me outside of design? Uh, let's just say on, on purpose. Like if you, like say you started out in high school and I mean like if, are there any other sort of interests that you have that you would do if you weren't programming or designing? I, I, I thought I was going to be a scientist. Oh, there were two, two major fields. I thought I was going to go uh, to be a scientist when mm-hmm. I was really young. Um, I was interested in chem- chemistry and, and um, so I, I thought I would pick a field in the sciences and then um, once I realized I wasn't going to do that, I was also interested in writing, and I and I um, I used to write a lot. I haven't been writing lately, but I think if, if I wasn't really wrapped up in doing coding and design, then I would probably try to concentrate on on, on doing writing, something in something with writing, mm-hmm. even if it was just uh, writing reviews or or whatever, um, anywhere from some sort of that type of writing up to writing fiction or something like that what I would probably go into. Okay. So speaking, I guess, a little bit, can you tell me a little bit more about how the tech scene is in L.A.? I know you mentioned AIGLA and Drupal L.A. Uh, overall, what is, what is your opinion, I guess, of how the, the tech and design scene is in Los Angeles? In L.A., it varies a lot. Uh, you can go from you can go from very small, unheard of, nobody sort of... Um, mom-and-pop designers all the way up into really large print houses that are, you know, well-known and have and well-established. So the scene out here kind of really varies. So you can go, you can really get any range of designer is, is, is available out here. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's pretty diverse, I would say. And then also, not even just with, um, like, print design and web design, but also with video and motion graphics and uh, even all the fine arts. There's, there's, the scene out here is pretty huge. If you want, if you want to find something in particular, there's a really good chance you can find it out here in LA. Um, so I would say, if I had to choose one word, it would be diverse. It's a, it's a diverse scene in LA in terms of in terms of the range of design um, abilities and styles and, and uh-huh. uh, popularity. And it's pretty diverse. Okay. What are, what are, uh, I guess since you've started becoming, I guess, a professional 
designer and developer. What are what are the three most important lessons that you've learned since sort of getting into the industry? From the from the programming aspect, it which weighs heavily on design because you cannot always accomplish your designs if you don't know how to program certain aspects of of, of your idea. Yeah. So I would say um, as someone who does design and programming, one thing for sure is to stay up on the latest programming trends. Because that's going to usually give you a leg up on what you can accomplish in your design. Mm-hmm. Two uh, groups, like I, like I mentioned earlier, the meetups, those are a valuable resource, especially for someone coming up. Um, I would say if, if you're a new person, definitely get yourself out into the community and meet uh, local designers and local um, people that follow the same interest you do. Because usually in those groups, they, they range from beginner to intermediate to pretty advanced. And there's, there's a feedback loop there where um, the new people can provide sort of an interesting perspective for the veterans, and the veterans provide um, sort of experience and, and um, information to the new people. So I would, I would say look into the groups. And a third thing, um, uh, third advice, Pretty hard question, actually. Third piece of advice for a new designer. Um, oh, when you start working with people and you actually start taking on projects, spend a lot of time on developing and honing your contract. Uh, it's going to save you from some heartache or some headaches that sometimes come in, the, in working with in a freelance world. Um, Clients don't always know what they want, and sometimes they do, and they don't know how to articulate it. So having a contract makes things very clear because it you, it lets the client know exactly what they're paying for, uh-huh. and it lets you know exactly when your job is done. Without that, uh, I find that you end up you end up either working a lot more than you're being paid to, or the client feels like you owe them something that you don't. So I would say spend a lot of time focusing on uh, how how to build a proper um, proposal when working with a new client. Okay. And learning, learning how to ask them for what they want and getting the getting clear details on that as part of your proposal. That's very good advice, I would say. Where do you see yourself in, in like, the next five years? Do you, do you think you'll still be in L.A. doing what you're doing now? Probably still in L.A., um, although that's... That's not that's not a lot for sure, uh-huh. but definitely in some metropolitan area where design is um, big. Uh, so I, I would not you will not find me in five years in some small um, low populated area of the country. I'm definitely going to be in a major metropolitan area for sure. Um, I am focusing right now on, on mobile applications. What I really wanted to end up doing is, uh, and what I really want to end up doing is, is carving out a niche for myself to to do interface design. And so, taking what I've learned on the web, um, combining it with what I know with design to create um, interfaces for mobile applications. And the project that I mentioned earlier that I'm working on with a friend—that's the part I'm doing. I'm taking uh, my design skills and I'm putting together the the interface that's that's going to control the, the application. Uh-huh. And uh, that's what I want to, that's what I really want to sort of parlay my experience into doing all the time. So front-end development, um, much more heavily in the front-end development, 
specifically in the mobile space. That's where I see myself heading in the next five years. Okay. Yeah. So just to kind of wrap things up here, where can our audience find you online? So you can find me at Stephen is now on Twitter and also on Facebook, Facebook slash Stephen is now. And I will get back to you with my website once I have it ready and polished up. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll make sure that all of that will be in the, in the show notes and everything. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, Stephen, thank you so much for taking time out of your day for this interview. This was great. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Uh, Thanks for interviewing me. All right. All right, man. And that's it for this week. Big thanks to Stephen Topsy, and thanks to you for listening. Revision Path is a 318 Media Project. If you like what we're doing with these podcasts, you can help sponsor the show. Contact information will be located in the show notes. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.